0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dragon Talk. I am Greg Tito and I am joined uh, by. Who are you?
1: My name is Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Hi. Nice how are to you? meet you. Nice to meet you, too.
0: Where did you Her- come from?
1: Um, Binghamton, New York.
0: I love that place. Mm-hmm. That's where magic happens. Yeah. Not D&D. Not,
1: no. <laughs> magic, The Gathering. Started there.
0: <laughs> Wait, now you're just making up rumors now. <laughs> like, that's where it was founded uh, in 1992. That's where
1: Richard Garfield first had the idea. He was like, this place is so boring. What I need is a quick, fast-paced card game that I can play anywhere. Mostly he, in between my D and D games, and
0: thus Magic was born. Yes. we'll be telling more stories like that for the 25th Not anniversary true. of Magic the Gathering yes. over the next. No, this is the Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and we have two oh, amazing I guests who am totally to are in the wrong room. Be, oh, you are. Well, that's right. You got to come back later. Um, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Todd Kenrick and Adam Bradford Woo-hoo! from Curse in the House. How's it going?
1: Good.
2: This is going to be the best interview ever. (laughs) Let's go Corbin Dallas, this whole thing. I I
3: don't know what his problem is. It's great. (laughs) It's great. It's always great.
1: Good.
0: Uh, Well, we're glad you guys are here. Excited to talk more about what uh, D&D Beyond is coming up next for you guys uh, uh, and all that stuff. I I hear there's some announcements
3: you're going to be announcing.
1: Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. on Dragon Talk.
3: Can you give us a hint to start here on this intro? Yeah. Like, where's my phone? That, that's the hint you get.
0: Oh, get it? It's think about it. it. It's we're about, gonna call someone. I think we're gonna call your mom and exactly. find out uh, what's that's going on. What
3: mobile phones actually do is yeah. they call people right. instead <laughs> of just text <laughs>
1: and phone slash phone.
3: whatever else.
0: What are you like from like the dark ages of 2011? <laughs>
1: you actually call people. <laughs>
0: ridiculous. Uh, so we will be uh, doing our interview uh, with these guys in just a little bit, so they are free to jump in and talk whenever you want to when we go through and talk about all the fun stuff, uh, including what's going on with d and Beyond. Maybe you guys have something to add to that. Uh, but uh, Neverwinter Lost City of Omu is out on PC right now. You can check it out. It is the ending of their Tomb of Annihilation arc of storyline uh, for the endgame. It's really cool stuff. They uh, uh, have the city of Umu, uh, and the actual, um, God, what's the temple underneath there? The, uh, uh, temple of the lost gods, uh, lost trickster gods, yep. uh, is, is able to be played in that there if you are at the right, uh, uh levels and ready to get into it. But Neverwinter is a fun game. You should check it out. It's at playneverwinter.com is the best way to learn more about it. Uh, new content comes out on PC first, but then it's out on PS4 and Xbox directly after, uh, or usually a few weeks after, so, Jump in, uh get in it's a great way to get into the content of uh what's going on in Dungeons and Dragons storylines. Yes. Uh they've been in tandem with us for, for a long time. So uh, I'm really excited about uh getting in and uh, I gotta get it on the um uh the Xbox. Yeah.
1: Get in on that.
0: Get in on this new uh new stuff when that comes out in the next couple of weeks. Morning Canaan's Tome of Foes is Announced and coming out May 29th. It will be available everywhere uh, with a standard cover, uh, but there is also an alternate cover you can only get in your local game stores on May 18th. It's pretty Whoa. cool stuff. That's going to uh, be awesome. We're talking about lots of lore and other things that are in uh Morden's of Tomah in our segments, as well as uh, doing some more interviews and stuff like that uh, coming down the pipe. But we got lots of previews, lots of fun stuff to, to talk about in the next few weeks uh, because... May 29th is not that far away, really. I mean, it feels far away when I'm talking about it now. No, it's
1: March. But it's March. We have April, and then it's May. And then all of you know, it's out of the dark. It's crazy.
0: Um, So we'll uh, give you guys more information about that in the next couple of coming weeks. uh, And uh, uh, we're excited about it. Uh, Warriors of Waterdeep, we announced. Did you know about this? It's a mobile game. Speaking of of hints, what? Uh, it's a mobile game uh, developed by Ludia or being developed by Ludia right now, uh, where you can get like oh, uh, yeah. uh, okay. uh, quests from uh, Laurel Silverhand, the Open Lord of Waterdeep, as well as Mert the Moneylender, Dernan from uh, the <gasps> Yawning, Yawning Portal. Portal.
1: Yeah, I would take. You can shop. You can shop from
0: him. You can shop from him um but it's a, a turn-based uh kind of tactical uh rpg uh sending your 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 party out uh and uh kind of a, like a lane fighter like you can you know fight right ahead or there's different powers that you can do that can go from different sides and like cool. or like sweep across the lane that kind of stuff uh looks really fun uh they're in uh alpha development right now they'll be getting into the beta pretty soon so should be coming in the next uh, couple of months pretty exciting Uh, D&D Beyond is my spiel I'm about to go into next Do you guys want to Supersede me with any uh, What's what's going on Just uh, uh, a real real quick bite
3: No just quick bites Just quick bites I feel like it needs I, more. I, I don't know how. Unearthed oh, Arcana, fair. you can talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Or Just like, sure. So, we've recently added Unearthed Arcana. Which camera am I supposed to be looking at? The big one. Is the, 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 okay. big one is, the big one. It's the big one. All right. So, hi, I'm looking at you now. All right. <laughs> so, um, we have recently added Unearthed Arcana content to the. Uh, or should I look at you? What's more what natural? Whatever, whatever like, you want. I don't know. I. I We'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Look straight up at the ceiling. Right. I think that's Earth so <laughs> our <a> <laughs> came out uh, Definitely natural. In, in January. <laughs> so, we had some character options that we actually incorporated into DDB during that time. And we're waiting on, really excited about whatever marches might be because it might be character options. I, I, I don't actually know. But we'll see. When the next time we have character options, we will incorporate that into d d Beyond. And you'll be able to play test that content using the tool set. So, we're really excited about that. Sweet. Is there any other breadcrumb that I need to jump on? No, I think that's good. You know, I'm like almost like I'm just on the verge. Of, I'm like I just need to say the other thing. So no, it, it, it's coming. Okay. Okay. I know. Be, right. I like I like your restraint.
1: I know. Okay. I am I'm, right. I'm trying to
3: pushing it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like I, I, it's it's coming up. It's like, coming up. And then, mean, then
1: what are we gonna push
0: it talk down? Yeah. We right. still
1: have like 40 minutes. Oh, yeah.
0: so all right. There's lots of more fun stuff. But you gotta wait for the interview uh, uh, for that, people. Uh, Tales from Candle Keep is out on Steam, and they are doing a promotion now, uh, Twitch Prime Indie Amplifier Contest until March 11th. Uh, Go check it out at Amazon. Uh, We're going to throw a link in here for for Twitch folks who are watching it, Uh, but if you need to search for it, go to Twitch Prime Indie Amplifier to do it. Uh, But you get to vote for your game, and the winning game will be for free on the Ides of March. Uh, which sounds really terrible, honestly, but it might be cool uh, if you don't know the story of Julius Caesar. Um, (laughs) Beamdog is making Neverwinter Enhanced Edition right now. Uh, It is going to be a uh, revamp of the UI from that classic game, Uh, and uh, I'm really excited about this because all of your old saves and all of your old mods will work with the Neverwinter Enhanced Edition when it comes out. Oh my God! What is the matter with you? Are you dying? Are you dying?
3: Are you, are you okay? <coughs> I'm
4: totally fine. <laughs> I mean, obviously she's fine. That's, 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 that's I, not
3: what people who are bright red say.
2: That, that's <laughs> what. A little piece
3: of string Yeah, I, I could tell tell a story about that, but. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to continue to tell stories about Beamdog before while Shelly
0: has a coughing fit <laughs> outside. There was one thing that was really great about Shelley, which was she. <laughs> oh, in memoriam. St- in memoriam. We'll get into that. You're uh, But what was I talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition is super cool. It will work on all of your uh, modern uh, OSs as well as for tablets and things like that. Uh, and I-, I like that they're doing all this work with the community to make sure that all of the content that was created for Neverwinter Nights, and there was a lot that was created over time. It was like a calling card for RPG designers uh, in the digital space for a long time. You could create your own modules using the uh, Aurora uh, tool set as well as persistent servers. It was one of the first things you can do your own uh, run, persistent server in a 3D isometric environment, which is pretty cool. Uh, So all that stuff will still work, and it will be even easier for you to jump in and create that stuff uh, with the Neverwinter Enhanced Edition. They also want us to talk about Siege of Dragonsphere, which was uh, uh, Neverwinter, not wasn't Neverwinter Nights. it was Baldur's Gates uh, 1 and 2. In between those two storylines, Siege of Dragonsphere is in there, and that is now available on Google Play and on the Apple App Stores on March 8th. So by the time you're listening to this on in podcast form, it will be available there, uh, which is pretty awesome. Dragon Plus issue 8 is out now, it is the crossovers issue. Uh, So there's tons of fun stuff in here, including uh, Maps of the Month, free adventure, one of them uh, called Crips of Kelimvor, which is designed by Thomas Foss and Scott Fitzgerald Gray. Thomas Foss, we've had on the podcast before, he's the lead designer of Neverwinter, uh, which is pretty cool that he took some of the Neverwinter Online side quests and uh, adapted it for a free adventure that you could play uh, at your table. Pretty badass. There's also a cool adventure in there called Gritavitz, Detective Agency uh, by David, Ben, and Simon from Dragon Friends. uh, And that takes place between seasons one and two of the storyline that went into the Dragon Friends podcast. So tons of fun, free, interesting stuff uh, that's going on in the D&D world is all available on Dragon+. Plus. If you have a, a, a phone... We keep talking about phones. Phones it's, are a thing. A thing. Yeah. Uh, download uh, it on your Android or Apple app. If you don't have a phone or don't want to access it uh, in that format, you can get it at dragonmag.com. All that content is down there. And as Shelley pointed out in our last interview, it also has an uh, uh, aggregator of all of the posts and social stuff that comes uh, from Dungeons yeah. & Dragons in uh, the app itself. Love so that. you can always just fire that up and go through. And that was seamless. You're just like right in. I like love I it. Loved. It's like you never had... The coughing fit that know. ended uh, your life. And now you're back and reincarnated. Oh. That was fast. Usually that reincarnation spell I'm takes. A new
1: Shelley.
0: <laughs> you're new Shelley. Hello. Hello, new Shelley.
1: Hmm.
0: You're even more stranger than the uh, the, the.
1: Stranger <laughs> Shelley. Stranger Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a new show on Netflix. Yes. Download it now. Uh, there's lots of fun stuff happening here on the D&D Twitch channel. Uh, we, of course, do our live recordings on there on Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, if you are interested in cosplay or creating cosplay, go check out Craft Hags with Danny Uh That's on Mondays at 12 noon. I love just seeing her make stuff in real time. Um, and uh, it's definitely something to check out. There's also another one where you get to watch someone create something in real, real time, which is Mike Merle's Happy Fun Hour which starts at 1 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays. Uh, Mike is now going through some of the subclasses that he offered uh, as part of our Extra Life promotion last year. Fans donated, uh, I think, $2,500 each for a subclass for Mike Morales to personally design it for them, uh, which I think is really super generous. He only he only did four of those was so he's in the process of designing those uh, in the public view to kind of demystify what it is like and, and understand what goes into designing and balancing each one of uh, the subclasses that uh, end up in things like Xanathar's Guide to Everything, uh, for example. So, very cool stuff. Go check that out. Uh, um, Bart Carroll also has Dragon Plus happening at 2pm on Tuesdays, delving into some of the fun stuff that goes on uh, behind the scenes, as well as talking uh, with interviews, uh, people he does the Dungeons and Doodles uh, there with some of the artists, where they get prompts from the audience as well as, uh, and then draw it out there, so you get to see it. That's where my Twitter uh, avatar comes from. Is Mr. Richard Witters did a Love Tito it. Dragon, uh, which I think was uh, bumped to him from Danny Hartel. So all of these combinations of, of of people that are awesome, and uh, you can only see them here on the D and D Twitch channel. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed in the past uh, and who will subscribe in the future. Uh, you are good people. <laughs> but the people who are subscribed in the present, screw you. I don't like you. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> We've got what we want from you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Uh, we are going to throw it to an awesome uh, segment right about now. Let's just say it's the Shatter Kai segment. That's right. You're going to hear first. It is going to be Chris Perkins and uh, Mr. Matt Sernett talking uh, about Laurie Schnell with some bings and some bongs.
1: Let's make it happen. Bing. Bing bong.
0: Welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know, where we talk about little bits of Dungeons & Dragons lore that you can uh, use in your game or just for your own fun and uh, edification. I am here, I'm Greg Tito, and I'm here with uh, Matt Cernit. Hello. And Chris Perkins. Howdy. Lore master's extraordinaire, and today we're going to talk about Shatterkai. Oh, yes. You have to say Shatter. it with that. Shatterkai. Shatterkai. Uh, Where you guys mentioned uh, uh, before in our intro that you guys were actually around when
4: these were created. Mm -hmm. Just to go into a little bit of a way back machine. Yeah. So um, people probably know by now that the Githyanki and the Drow first appeared in the Fiend Folio. I mean, they appeared in adventures and things before that, but they basically made their first appearance in the first edition Fiend Folio. And that's where people knew, you know, they could use them in their adventures and everything like that. Um, Both wonderful evil races. Well, Third edition comes along many years later, and the decision to release a new fiend folio is made. And as part of that decision, the powers that be, um, including, I think, creative director at the time, Ed Stark, set before the writers of that book a monumental task, Mm. which was to sprinkle into the book third edition's answer to or equivalent to first edition's drow and Yankee. Mm. They wanted, they gave writers, and like the original Fiend Folio, there were a bunch of writers on the book, Mm -hmm. this task of coming up with new races, new monstrous races that will have, that could have a legacy going forward that will resonate with D&D audiences. That is a huge thing. To try to do, yeah, um, terrifying. Actually, it was terrifying when you received yes. that assignment. Well, I didn't, but oh. I know the people who I did. did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it terrifying for you? Yeah.
5: no, it was exciting. I mean, it was it was a fun thing to, to try to attempt to do, and um, you know, everybody had uh, their own angle on it, uh, and it, it turns out that the Shatterkai, I think, is the most successful version of it. Yeah, um,
4: there were other others that, for various reasons, didn't catch on. Um, the Ethergaunts. Spring to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Eric Mona tackled those, that and sounds correct. And they're they're actually really neat, but I think their downfall was, you know, it's a race that lives in the ethereal plane. Nobody ever goes there, <laughs> or <laughs> so, can live there. Right. Right. So hence, yeah. no adventures yeah. ever feature the Ethergons in ever. Um, and so, I don't think they gained much traction.
5: My my version of it was the Mog, um, which uh, I. It, I don't even remember what the heck they did. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
4: they were big stone people.
5: Yeah, yeah, but the the process of it was weird because you know we had this this uh, going go forth and make the these drowning githyanki. Yeah, and then during the development process of the book, um, the the sort of mission statement changed to make it something that can be played as a player character. So I had designed the mog to be these these sort of like mythic forces and these powerful beings and you know, this race of. I don't know something or other. Blah blah blah. Forgotten something, something, and uh, (laughs) and they were turned into um, basically a a player character race and sort of shrunk down into fit, which is very strange because they were still like large creatures. And we at the time very hard to do. So it was a bizarre like mix up and and interesting. I I don't know that everyone's version of the Githyanki or Drow got into the
4: book even. But uh, Jesse Decker was the designer of the Shatterkai. Okay. okay. And why do you think uh, they resonated? Uh, I think part of it was um, they were human-like, mm-hmm. and that's always, a, that's always a draw for people. Mm-hmm. They can relate to it better. The fae angle, I thought, w- probably served them well. There's always been an attraction to fae creatures. Um, I think those two things helped. He also built into their design this idea that they wield some new, weird weapons mm-hmm, that we had never is. seen before. And so they had toys to play with. So I think that was part of their success. Now, and we can go into this further, but I don't think there's been any race that has been more sort of twisted around and repurposed than the Shatterkai over editions. Okay. Mean, do, actually, where did they start from? Yeah, they, was, start, they started as these fey beings with these, this affinity for weird Shadowfell magic. But they were were on the material plane, though.
0: uh,
5: So they they wanted to use the uh, magic of the plane of shadow uh, to sort of uh, stop mortals from gaining power and so on. And then they ended up getting trapped in the Shadowfell. And uh, there was an interesting story with them where they were this sort of like disappearing people where they were kind of like – evaporating back into this Shadowfell unless they kind of anchored themselves so they had these sort of weird um armbands they would put on that would kind of like pierce their flesh with like iron and uh and and that kind of would help anchor them and then there's this idea of like um passions or pains or emotions and so on kind of like like anchoring them in place um because otherwise they just kind of fade into the
4: Maybe the Shadowfell, the somber despair of the okay. Shadowfell. Now, were they the the were they
0: uh, they were elves to start, or were they humans they were, to start? They were, did it didn't matter.
4: They were elfin, elf-like yeah. fey. They were kind. Of, they were their own kind of fey. Fe- Interesting people. Okay. they were sort of a halfway between human and full-on elves. I think in terms of their concept. Uh, and then fourth edition comes along, and we make them full-out humans. Okay. Uh, we decided that they're. Basically, their humans who got pulled into the Shadowfell became uh, sort of lost or became numb while there. The despair sort of got to them, so they became sort of very bleak and nihilistic. And the only way that they could really sort of feel alive was to inflict pain on themselves. So they had weird piercings, and they would disfigure their own flesh and do other Crazy masochistic things just to kind of feel alive. Interesting. And so they became this sort of very bleak, uh, despairing human folk who built cities in the Shadowfell. Um, we had a whole product called Shadowfell Gloomrot and Beyond, which detailed a Shatterkai city of Gloomrot and its occupants. Um,
0: now what, how did what was the story of how they Ended up in the Shadowfell. Where they was it a group of humans or was it just humans over
5: time migrated so the, there? The story kind of developed over the process of of the addition. Uh-huh. So in the original um, 4e Monster Manual, it's pretty thin, right? Yeah. It just it just talks about them serving the Raven Queen and um, you know they, but we will
0: get to on another segment yes. of Lori
5: They live in the the Shadowfell and they they, they do stuff there, and um, then later products kind of added more and more sort of mythic history to the Shatterkai and they became these people who actually sought out the Raven Queen in order to protect them from um, death and life ailments and stuff like that and they became sort of people who were trapped in or not necessarily trapped but like they attuned to the Shadowfell in the service of the Raven Queen.
0: Okay. Yeah. Can they and then reproduce in, like, so it, now that they're all there, then they, they
4: you, there's children and yeah. things that, like, you know, yeah. it is a whole working civilization right. yes. in yes. the Shadowfell. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting. A very sort of depressing, depressing, gray, bleak kind of existence. Yeah. Interesting.
5: And in 3rd in edition, they didn't get, Shatterkite didn't get used a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got um, yeah. touched upon with Forgotten Realms because the, uh, the Netherese come back and they come back as these shadow people. Mm-hmm. And so there was sort of a natural association. Oh, well, what's the other shadow people that we can put with them? And so then they kind of got in, – in certain places they are also Netherese or the Netherese become Shatterkai or, or the Shatterkai are just like mercenaries that they hire. It's kind of – it's wibbly-wobbly. Um, but they get associated with uh, sort of other people that are from the Shadowfell. Yep. Uh, and then in 4th, um, that kind of association thing continues. And again, it's, it's this weird process where like it got sort of added to lore-wise as, as, as the edition went right. on. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And Shatterkai was a, a character option, fully fleshed out character option in 4th edition. We had a, an adventure path in 4th edition that focused on Orcus and the Raven Queen, so Shatterkai played prominent roles there. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get used a lot in 4th edition, mm-hmm. more so than in 3rd what is the connection with, uh, with Orcus? Um, so in fourth edition, and we can talk about this maybe more when we talk about the Raven Queen, is mm. Orcus was trying to basically seize the Raven Queen's mantle of death. Oh, I see. Because there, there's some overlap there. He's the, he's the demon prince of undeath. She's the goddess of death. They were sort of in, in opposing corners of a, con- of a multiversal conflict. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That makes sense.
0: Uh, both of them will be talked about in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, uh, uh, yes. incidentally enough, yes. uh, which is is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what uh, I, I guess we mentioned a lot about like where they were created and where they came from, but like what what is our uh, kind of conception of them now in, in Fifth Edition? Well, so with the process of Mordenkainen's
5: Tome of Foes, we wanted to kind of um, bring them back into the fold of the normal uh, sort of cosmology of the world and then also touch perhaps a little more on their original origin story and stuff like that. So part of the problem with um, their ties to the Raven Queen and the Shadowfell as it was presented in fourth edition is fourth edition basically used an entirely different cosmology. And so, um, you know, and it assumed lots of different things about gods and all this kind of stuff. And it got really confusing. So, for example, you know, there's the idea throughout much of 4th edition that Char is, the, is in control of the plane of shadow but 4th edition also says the Raven Queen is in control of the plane of shadow mm. so like what huh mm. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and
5: so we wanted to kind of um, bring Are they the same person yeah this same entity s- stuff back and give her a mythic root. one of the things the 4th edition did as well is I think it was uh, Open Grave but it might have been a different supplement um, it tells the origin story of uh, the Raven Queen and um so with Morgan the Foes, we want to change that origin story because that origin story is a little bit weird. Basically, she dies, and Narrow likes her and makes her his wife. And, right. and what about the Shatterkai? What What's the conception of them? So they're they're basically just these sort of adherents of the Raven Queen in Fourth Edition, and so they don't, they, they they didn't really have any sort of interesting mythic origin or anything like that and mm. sort of have their own story other than like hey the Raven Queen's great we don't want to die um, <laughs> <laughs> so so we we went back to kind of um, some fundamental principles with all these things and kind of wove the two stories together in a really interesting way I think
0: cool um, if people were interested in playing a, a, a player character
4: that's shatter Kai uh, what uh, what You'll be able to do so when Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes comes out. Oh, well, that's we cool! We give you the options to create Shatterkai characters.
0: What uh, if, if you were going to give someone the uh, uh, you know the, the, the quick version of, of, of what that means? Like, what does it mean to be a, 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 an a- adherent to and also uh, part of that race?
4: It means that you've got sort of the plane of shadow in your essence, mm-hmm. uh, and so you can do shadowy things. Um, you're a shadowy person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to give too much away because yeah. you know spoiled surprise, but your your powers first of all you're you're like an elf um in a lot of ways uh, but you've got these additional sort of layer of sort of shadow themed powers i see so you'd be like a goth elf a little bit yeah it it's a good race to play if you got the goth in you yeah yeah
0: that makes sense um you mentioned the weapons uh that they brought to the table first for third edition is that uh, yeah. Follow through?
4: Mm, no, not so much. Um, what, what were
0: some of those weapons? Just so maybe uh, there, there's something see. that might, might I don't the remember. But Matt will. Galralan. <laughs> that's,
5: right. that's the iron armband thing. Um, oh, the thing that uh, yeah, yeah. anchors them. Anchors uh, them and holds them in place. Blackstone rune. Uh, they have something called night extract. Night extract. What's that? Um, they they like to. They're depicted wielding like a, um, a chain with blades on it, and yeah. so there's lots of sort of like you know. Pain weapons. Yeah, uh, yeah. They don't <laughs> and just that's, kill you. That's they, something that
4: was <laughs> preserved in fourth edition. We had them wielding spike chains all the time in fourth edition. Yeah, yeah. Things that cause
0: cause pain, not just yeah. not just death and dismemberment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but worse. Uh, interesting. So they they definitely have this this relationship with uh, the the dark side of the psyche.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And just the the inevitability of time and death is forever haunting them. Right.
0: Uh, philosophically, are, are the Shatterkai, uh, still nihilistic? Are they still, uh... I think
4: that we're, I don't think we want to paint them in that narrow of a corner. I, I imagine a lot of them are. hmm But they all have their own reasons for living.
0: Are they inherently evil? Or are they good? Or, you know, how does, how does that work?
4: Well, that's a good question. Um, the Raven Queen is not inherently evil. Right. Uh, the shadow, Plane of Shadow is not inherently evil. And like all of our races, there are representatives across the entire spectrum of alignments. So I would say no, they're not. Um, They can be. Yeah. Interesting. I
5: I think with their new sort of mythic history and their relation to the Raven Queen as we see her now, um, they are uh, definitely figures of mystery and um, who have sort of their own uh, bent on sort of what they view as their role in life and reality and stuff like that. And so... It's a very, it's a very unique story. I don't want to spoil it because it's, yeah. it's really, it's quite, a, quite. In a lot of fun. my uh,
4: reading of modern right before I went out the door, I was so kind of inspired by the Shatterkai entry that I injected two of them into my dice camera action campaign, um, and the characters are dealing with that right now. Ah, so that makes even more yeah. sense. Now they speak Italian in my campaign, <laughs> which is not canonical. <laughs> That's not in the book. No, no, no. Um, and that's just me riffing off my my habit of giving different elf sub races different European languages. The Drow in my campaign are typically French, by the way. Uh, so, um, but and, and you get to wield those accents. It's been fun. It's been fun, like dropping little tiny itty bitty bits of sort of Shatterkai ness into the campaign. Yeah, um, and I know there's going to be lots of Shatterkai characters running around after the book releases. If people were more uh, uh, inspired to kind of pick
0: this up when it comes out, uh, what what are some other think ideas or, or or plot hooks or
4: things like that that you might throw at, at at people, not to give too much away? Well, One of the things that Shatterkai do is they, uh, to sort of serve their queen and to kind of live vicariously through the emotional attachments of others, they collect trinkets and memories. Mm. Um, and so that could be something that you could do as a Shatterkai character is when you find something... Even if it's a fairly innocuous item, you want to hear the story of who had that item and why and kind of share in that memory and have that uh, item with you. Um, So uh, I think there's an interesting connection between Shatterkai and Trinket's that could be played with. Oh, yeah. I love um, the trinket tables yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that we've been doing yeah. for so many of our supplements. So.
0: Yes. They would they would be able to roll quite a few times mm. on that table. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Are they hoarders, or is it more no. of a, just like a, I, this, this, this object has an interesting story to tell?
4: They're, they're sort of looking for connections to things that are, that have great destiny or potential, um, whatever they happen to be. And they may glom onto individuals the same way. Mm. You know, this person is a person of destiny. I'm going to hang out with them for a while. I'm going to send little notes back to the Raven Queen about how that person's doing. And, and why they should collect that soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in uh, my campaign, another thing I did was, because um, there's a lot of Ravenloft stuff in my campaign, and Ravenloft has these things called Dusk Elves. I mm. basically decided the Dusk Elf was just another name for Shatterkai and That the two are essentially the same thing yeah I was going to ask
0: so, uh, how, how does that relate to the the, the demiplane of of, of Ravenloft mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah there's lots of crossover between oh well, yeah those because two.
4: we say that the Shadowfell is where domains of dread are born and Shatterkai inhabit the Shadowfell. it stands to reason that they they're prone to encounter or or have run-ins with creatures around a demiplane or in a demiplane right
5: yeah I, I mean brought up earlier a little bit but I think in 5th in edition, we don't really ever assume that there's, um, with the exception, I, I guess, maybe of the Nine Hells, that uh, that's, there's one entity in control of an entire plane. Right, right. So, you know, the idea that Char controls the Shadowfell or that the Raven Queen controls the Shadowfell, that's, that's just not something we really think about anymore. Now, they, I mean, they have obviously... Maybe their areas of control or you know, I, influence. the DM,
4: control the Shadowfell but, yeah. <laughs> in my own campaign.
5: But we,
0: we don't. Yeah, there isn't like one person so, sort of. Right. Like in yeah, charge. that that idea yeah. of there is like one settlement on this plane and that is where everything you know all goes to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it isn't quite as true anymore. Yeah, that's interesting too because that means there's lots of plays to play. There's lots of interesting yep. ways for the dungeon master yep. to use all this. Yeah, cool beans. All right. All right. Any other, uh, uh, if you want to get in touch with you, Mr. Perkins, about ask you about uh, uh, why Shatterkai are Italian. I am on Twitter at Chris Perkins, DND. Excellent. And you, Matt Cernet. And- I'm on Twitter at Cernet, S E R N E T T. Awesome. All right, great. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back with another uh, segment next week. Wasn't that a great uh, segment on Shatterkai? I loved the seeing the transition of where it came from uh, mm-hmm. third edition to fourth to where it's going to be when you get Morning King and Foes.
1: Don't right. you, Shelly. It was all right. <laughs> it, was it pretty. You know, it was, eh. Just kidding. Oh,
0: God. You know, we, we're getting an award for this. For the, They're gonna, we're, we're nominated. They're
1: going to take our nomination away. Because of that comment. Do you know we're nominated for a Golden Geek Award? Yes, I saw that. You did? Congratulations. Thank you. And now, and now look here you are
3: on the, on the award yeah, yeah,
2: nominated, potentially well, I mean, award-winning podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> nominated.
3: <laughs> I mean, it was because of the last time we were on here. Obviously, it might oh, be. Oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't even think about that, but that's probably true. It, it I have,
1: be. I have your Halloween costume.
2: Mine? Me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a giant... Yeah, I know.
1: It's very Mordecai. Yeah, just has to so everyone shave his head. Are you serious? Oh,
2: yeah, everyone wants me to do that. Yeah.
1: They've seen it? Yeah. Se- it's not just... I'm very
2: mean-looking bald, so... Uh, so it might work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? I don't know.
1: And then you can be bald from Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Yes.
0: I would... Yeah, can we do that? Can we do like a... Do you want to cosplay together? It's cosplay together. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just asked you how.
1: <laughs> do you want to cosplay, cosplay with me?
0: <laughs> Only on Halloween, though. That's not. Uh, is that uh, real That's ca- not. No, you no. got.
2: You got to do it at every con. That's right. This year. All right. And in the podcast. <laughs> now I need someone to make it. All right. I'm going to talk to Danny, Danny and see if she you can be yeah. the dungeon master guy. Yeah, yeah. I could be. That, that costume's solid. Oh yeah, I love that costume. You can be uni. I'll be uni. You can be uni. It's a great idea. Yeah. So okay.
0: anyway. uh, we have uh, Adam Bradford and Todd Kenrick here in the studio, which is always a delight. Uh, but you, I think you guys want to some – let's just get the but, announcements right, out of the, the way. no. no, no since no. I think I, Shelley can, is
3: – Well, uh, listen. I, n- I need to talk to you a second. So what just happened with you? All right, I choked. I got a little bit of a story I to tell about that. So <laughs> apparently there's this little part of your anatomy between your trachea – And your esophagus. So it's like windpipe esophagus. Little bitty thing. It's like smaller than a button that if liquid gets on it, it like closes your windpipe. Right. And so the problem comes in is if liquid gets into the windpipe before it closes off, then it can mean serious things. Because I was sitting in the office. This has been about a month ago now. But I was sitting in the office. This is recent. This is recent. Oh, that's right. And th- this is a harrowing tale, <laughs> cautionary tale for people out there. Don't right? drink water. So I am. Don't drink water, kids. I'm drinking sweet tea. Actually, it wasn't water. But Don't drink sweet, sweet tea. tea. All right. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting. We're we're sitting at the office. All our computers out because we're, uh, you know, playing with D and D Beyond and dog fooding as they call it in the industry. And so, um, yeah, that's using your own stuff. It's not actual dog food. But anyway, so. Oh, it's eating your. I didn't know. OK. Yes, that's what they call it. So we're dog fooding. And so I take a swig of sweet tea. Yeah. And someone, Dave, says something incredibly funny. I start laughing. Uh Oh, this whatever just happened to you happened with me. But I also had this cough. And so I start coughing uncontrollably. I try not to spit liquid all over all the computers. Right. And I get up out of the room. Take about three steps, and the next thing I know, Dave is like gently calling to me in my <gasps> face, like, "Adam, Adam, are you okay?" Are what? You okay? And like, apparently that thing like closed off, and I couldn't breathe.
1: Oh my god! And
3: I passed out and hit what? my head on like this metal windowsill thing, and had a concussion. I had to go no, to the emergency room. So I literally got knocked out playing D and D. <laughs> it, 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 it actually happened. Like, I'm not joking. So I'm just That's saying. Awful. Like, you got to be careful. Like when you started to get up right there, it kind of. Gave you my heart some shudders. You got a little, a little bit. Yeah, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's oh, happening? I didn't so,
1: mean to scare you. No, it's okay. I was just trying I'm, not I'm to glad to that you the podcast. through.
3: It. I mean, I lived through it also. If yeah. that,
1: if I passed out, would you know what to do, Greg? Do you know?
0: Um, I would say there's this little part of your anatomy. It's no, no he bigger than a. He would explain to you. <laughs> 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 right.
2: That's what well, the I'm
1: told me. He, <laughs> <passed out. laughs> he
0: would explain to you what's happening. Like, oh, I know what's happening. This has happened before. Well, you have to keep
2: the podcast going.
1: Right.
0: I mean, the show must go on. It can't just be
2: gasping. Freddie Mercury
0: sang that for a reason. Yeah. I think you, of all people would would want the show to go on. No, I, wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, You
2: will
1: come in and, <laughs> and if something ever happened to me, I don't want you to get a new co-host.
0: Uh, I won't. He will be in memoriam the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> is this is going to be a framed picture where you are all the time. I can be a
1: hologram or something.
0: We'll just have all of your oh, best yeah. moments like, like on gone. repeat. Oh, yeah. that would be... Yeah, yeah. it would be like uh, hmm. uh, uh, C-3PO impressions. Uh, and oh, see ya. <laughs> See you're not real anyway. This is Shadow Shadow Shelley.
1: <laughs> Stranger Shelly. Stranger Shelly <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Shadow Shelly she, is is
0: is a bad sequel to. Yeah. Shadow Shelly We don't like Shelly. The Shadow hedgehog. Though. No one liked it. Uh, okay. All right. So, anyway, so I'm you sorry to that do happened. You want the real thing yeah. now? Yeah. No, I'm yeah.
3: I'm okay. I was more concerned about
0: you. And I'm yeah. sorry that that happened to you too. Like it's what? Okay. So what was the? So are you banning sweet tea from the table
1: now? Or Dave? Heavens. Or Dave no, by saying no. it funny. Like, it maybe Dave. Maybe
3: Obviously. Like all Dave's fault. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I'm sending the hospital bill to him and everything.
2: Yeah, it's coming so, up in the review.
3: It's yeah, yeah right, exactly. Oh, not does
1: Dave report to?
3: <laughs> not directly. It's dotted lines.
4: so oh. he's safe, okay. <laughs> safe. <laughs>
0: Whew, That was close. I was. <laughs> yeah. I really felt bad for Dave. For really,
2: this, this was all my bid for power. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very Game of Thrones moment, and he survived. So I'm actually okay.
3: So do you actually want to hear like announcement things now? Uh, I mean, I guess mm, it no, can't be. As, it's that. not going to be as I, dramatic as I that story. I think the moment
2: passed. Okay,
1: true. So
3: let's just talk about. Our dogs. Then the rest. Oh of the yeah, Is dogs. That a good idea. Yeah. No, I don't um,
1: understand why it's called dog fooding though. What you were talking about that doesn't.
3: Because it's like if you make the dog food, like if you're a dog food factory, All right? But it, then you, how it do could you be know, anything.
1: It could be we were. Souping. Oh, it could be, we, but we it's were, just
3: that's the term that stick. We were cheeseing. Sticked. Did I just say sticked? Sticked. Stuck. Stuck. Yeah. yeah, verb conjugation. Yeah.
1: Got it. All right, grammar. Anyway, I,
0: I love you guys. Know all like the 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 developer stuff. I like yeah. learn
3: new yeah. stuff from so. you guys all the time. So yeah, so if you guys are actually playing D and D in the office, you are dog food or dog fooding. Why well, dog food all the time? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
3: I I'm dog fooding right know, like I now. Don't
1: like I like dog food. I don't like
2: this term.
3: What about cat food? It <laughs> C- can't be
1: cat fooding. Cats.
3: Listen, <laughs> I'm not the one that makes.
1: Although term. I do play a tabaxi.
0: Uh, see, that's where I was going. Could have. but I betrayed you (laughs) by making a I made a halfling in D&D Beyond and I was like oh I'm just going to use this Uh, and now she's mad at me because I'm not in our previous
1: game we were litter mates he was Uh, my brother I see and then he just decided I was under the impression we were using our same characters but whatever
0: it's all good now we have a a great backstory about uh, Daryl Tushy possibly passing away in Schultz which I think is going to be very dramatic
1: that's why my character is sad and crazy and drunk.
0: This makes all the sense, uh, but most of us are d- d- uh, double dipping in dog fooding yeah. uh, because we are using D and D Beyond at the table while yeah. playing Dungeons double, and Dragons. Double in dog, the- dog
1: fooding. What do you call that? <laughs> I
0: have no idea. Uh, which is you it's been make lots up a of fun. Yeah,
1: doggy buffeting. <laughs> you that know, just sounds like you're eating dogs. I,
0: don't know.
2: Yeah, I know, right? This yeah, goes back this to our like, other part uh, of our conversation. Yeah, this is don't like, go there. Mm, nice. Pugs, so tasty. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So
0: I think we've tortured our audience enough. Yes. Uh,
3: <laughs> I know. So now we've- they may want to know what you guys want to talk about. All right. So we are releasing our D&D Beyond mobile app into beta today. So <gasps> Wait, what? Today? Canny, clever news. users might have already seen this out there because it's been uh, it's been kind of softly out in the wild all day today. Uh, But but yes, you can go to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store now now and download the app. Um, If you were with us for the alpha portion of the testing, I definitely recommend that you just completely destroy any other installs that you have of the app just in case, because that's where weird stuff starts to happen. But start with a clean install. You've got beta access now. Uh, We're in a really good spot because of all the alpha testing that's been happening over the last three months or so. Uh, Really appreciative to the community for helping out with that. But now it is available uh, to the public. Uh, So download it on the app stores and uh, emphasizing that at this point in the beta, we have e-reader style access to all of your compendium content. So if you have unlocked a player's handbook, uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, any of the books... You can now go to the app and read that, Um, you know, just like uh, similar to something like Kindle. uh, You're going to see all of the content. You're going to be able to jump around with links. You're going to be able to navigate that like you would a typical ebook. And so that is where we have started with the functionality. And uh, it's really, really handy. You know, when you're in uh, queue, as the folks in the U.K. call it, or, uh, you know, the line at the grocery store. And you just have to know whatever that random obscure rule is. You can you can look it up on your phone now uh, very easily. So really, really excited about that. And then some of the character management, so character sheets, character builder, uh, some of our uh, advanced filters and listings and all that, those are the things that are going to be added in the beta phases upcoming. And so we don't have any news to share about that yet, but um, just kind of emphasizing that at this point in the beta, what we would like everyone to take a look at is this e-reader style functionality. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, give us feedback on our forums. And we will certainly listen to that feedback and uh, make this into a, a really polished product. So very excited about that. Go download it now.
2: Yeah, this is just I the can't. beginning. Just like did. <coughs> she,
3: she just did it. And, that, and did of course, it. if you're talking about it, which is kind of crazy. I'm going to char-
1: have six characters by the end of this podcast. Yeah.
3: Um, so, Shelly, you didn't listen to what I just said. I just said <laughs> that characters were not quite in the app yet. Yeah. But what you can I do.
1: Downloading.
3: <laughs> I couldn't listen and download at the same time. Like not,
1: the, not this is a app.
3: wonderful, <laughs> wonderful lesson for our audience, though. Um, hopefully you saw what happened with Shelly there. Uh, really? So, yeah, you don't have your really? characters yet. <laughs> but you are going to uh, at, at a future stage of the beta. But for now, uh, Shelley, you could sit over there and possibly read, you know, the player's handbook instead. Why of, don't
1: I just do that? Yeah, that, w- that I'm would be no, a great. I idea. am adding nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> you're I mean,
1: taking really over, over here that, just but. reading the player's handbook. So
2: fa- phase one is basically getting all your compendium content, the rules, the adventures. You can download to your phone, and then another phase will be character builder. And then being able to look up monsters and basically the full functionality of the website. So, so this the, is just the
0: beginning. And when you said download it to your phone. That means once you download the app, you don't need to download anything else to be able to access that stuff. So if you're in a place where you don't have Wi-Fi or, yeah, or, yeah. or, or signal, exactly. you can still look up anything that you want to look up using the search functionalities and yeah, stuff like so
3: that. O- yeah, so offline access has been incredibly important uh, for the community from day one uh, when we announced D&D Beyond. It's been the most requested uh, bit of functionality. And so our mobile app is the uh, it's the answer for offline capability. So, again, for the first part, you can download the, each uh, individual book to your device It lives on the device, and if you are in the basement or at the convention center and the Wi-Fi is not working properly, then uh, you can you can still access all of that material on the go.
2: Okay, or around the campfire, and bottom of the castle, the bottom of the ocean. Castles have very bad Wi-Fi in Scotland. I don't know if you know this. They didn't install that until like 1600s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, all
0: right. Here's my question, though: Is the, the app the beta app is
3: free? Yes, absolutely. Everything's free. uh, And the way that it works, we allow you to uh, unlock any of the content within the, the mobile app itself. But I will definitely emphasize that any purchases that happen, whether it's in the mobile app or on the website, all of it is is the same pot. So essentially oh, okay, any any content that you have already unlocked on uh, as part of D&D Beyond, if you're already using the tool set, you can download the app and then you can get this uh, beautiful version of the book uh, to go with you. Uh, and and we do, we, we have some different display styles uh, we <laughs> heard very early on. That people love the book look and feel, so it, uh, you know we have that in there with some of the textures and the fonts, like you're going to see in the physical books, uh, because you know fifth edition books are just beautiful. And uh, so we're trying to retain as much of that as we can like in the, Like format. the notes
2: from Xanthar yeah, himself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. All of the all of that's going to be found there. But then uh, ultimately, uh, with uh, the the feedback we started hearing from people, and they. Possibly read this lying in bed at night with their spouse, and they don't want to keep their spouse awake. And so they're like asking for a night mode. The internet loves uh, a night mode, like a dark night mode. mode. Yeah. And so uh, we've actually added that in so you can test that out uh, with us right now where you can. That's in the turn, beta right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can so good. Click night mode, and then there's another clean mode that just removes the, the textures uh, and, it, and it's all light. So all of that, you can adjust spacing, margins, uh, font sizes, all oh of that. So, so again, trying to really scratch that itch of uh, the part of the community that has very strongly been asking for some way to access digital copies of these books uh, is what we have set out to do in the beginning. And just like we did with the website and all the tools that were there, we wanted to start with a compendium because it really is the backbone of everything that comes after it. So we want to get it really, really right where when we come back in and layer uh, some of these other elements on top of it, it will have a strong foundation. And uh, For instance, with character management, we had initially thought that we might try to put it in uh, to this initial beta release, but we are also in the middle of a major revamp of the way that the digital character sheet works at this point. And so, given that, we wanted to make sure that we waited on that to, to complete yeah. <clears throat> uh, before we started putting this in the mobile app where we could uh, make sure we weren't redoing work.
1: What are you doing to the character sheet? Is this based on feedback from... It's good. it's good
3: yeah so there's uh (laughs) you're testing it in alpha right now it's
2: it's todd approved it's a it's a very good character sheet i'm very very happy with it yeah the the,
3: the thing uh, i actually talked to bart about this a little bit last week but uh i don't guess i'm coining the term but i'm bringing it back maybe uh we call it neo retro all right so it's It's that feeling, and I keep using Mustang, but I can use Challenger or any of these cars lately where you saw that new body style that they came out with a few years ago with Mustang, and you instantly recognize that as just classic, you know, you, you instantly it, it evoked something in you. But at the same time, it looked very futuristic and it was, you know, obviously modern. more powerful and modern yeah. and, and all of those things. And so with the character sheet, that's been our design intent from the beginning, because we got uh, this is a great example of feedback and how important feedback is. Some of the feedback that we got in our forums, there was this one post post. Uh, username Tom WB, um, and he uh, he You're had posted on there. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he basically had posted this this just great post. He said, "People have been using character sheets for forty plus years. You can keep it simple here, like you know, keep a lot of the look and feel of a character sheet while still adding that modern digital convenience on top of it." So yeah. that that was really our guiding star. So we've got some exciting stuff. Uh, coming, that one's not quite yet uh, available for the community, but um, here before too long, we hope we can share a little bit more about that and let people start to get their hands on it. That is pretty cool.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's interesting. I mean, I don't, people may not realize how much the effect uh, uh community comments like that can I- influence. Development and design, um, yeah. So I mean, that's I, you mentioned going to your forums and things like that. Like that's the, people should should do more of that and comment, especially now in this beta phase uh, when they. That's what you're craving. Really, is Absolutely. like this kind of feedback. Yeah, uh, and it can really impact the way the tool will look going in the future.
3: Yeah, and and I, I read. Almost all of it. I mean, there're millions of posts. I think at this point, but uh, read almost all of it. You read nine
0: hundred and fifty thousand of yeah, each one. Yeah, There's yeah. Nine.
3: So, um, especially because we try to funnel this into what we call just mega threads. And so, if you are in a character sheet mega thread, if you are in the mobile app beta uh, testing forum, uh, and you're you're posting to the mega thread, you can uh, bet that I'm seeing it. We're talking about it with the team. We're prioritizing. We're making decisions. And uh, that feedback has been really important to us, and we're in this for the long haul. And so for us, we don't ever want to just take uh, kind of uh, reactive, uh, knee-jerk uh, mm-hmm. you know, efforts towards something that the community is telling us. We want to be sure that we really widen that net and hear from everyone uh, and hear about those experiences. So the uh, upcoming new character sheet is a big part of that. The mobile app already in alpha has been a, a big part of that. We've heard from people, we had, uh, they called a, a fab, a floating action button uh, on the actual mobile app that uh, when you were scrolling, the, the little button would show up and you could use bookmarks from it. People hated it, it was distracting when they were trying to scroll through the books. So all of that feedback, we definitely review it. We make the best decisions. Decisions that we possibly can, and uh, and you know make a better product as a result of that. So yeah. definitely share that feedback. That's what this beta period is for. What I like about what you're saying
0: there is that I mean <clears throat> I feel like for Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, uh, Mike Merrill's and the rest of the team took that exact same approach where it was uh, let's put this in front of people early, you know, uh, with, with the D and D next playtest, And we got, you know, almost 200,000 playtesters go through and, and let us know. And all that feedback was, was codified and, and distributed in a way. And it sounds like you guys have that down to a science as well, of getting all that information and giving it, you know, disseminating it and digesting it in a way that makes it useful for developers. And, and, uh, uh, and that commitment to what the fans actually want and how they use the tool. Uh, I think is going to be, uh, you know, just really forge, uh, a, a great future for for what D&D Beyond can do uh, alongside uh what what the designers here on Under the
3: Dragons are doing. Here here. Yep. There was That's no decided. question Good. there. Yeah, I know right. It was great. <laughs>
1: so true or false? That's a <laughs> So Tito. So we also
3: have something else really exciting happening today. We, uh what? and so I'm going to let Todd, Todd <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> share a little bit more about that. Really excited about this too.
2: Yeah, so we got a lot more uh, content on D and D Beyond other than just me, <laughs> and just your like, awesome videos. Yeah, 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 my awesome, my awesomeness. No, I uh, like I really, I love doing the videos, but um, I am. <laughs> There's a reason why I'm in video. I'm not necessarily the strongest. Uh, written <laughs> person in the world. Communicator? Yeah. No, no, no. no I'm, a, I'm great at communication. I'll communicate with you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My <Hi>.
1: fist, yo <laughs> But not by
2: but email or any type of written form. So, yeah, we've got this great group of writers now that are working with us on D&D Beyond. Today we have James Hake, who is he's, – uh, he's a fantastic writer. He's already knocked it out of the park with his article that is up on the website right now and about the uh, ranger class yeah maybe. about whether whether the ranger is broken and he's he's such a good writer and he's so passionate and he makes my job easy actually they all do we also have Sly flourish who's writing articles for us right now we have James Intercoso and and the best thing the That's most a um,
1: dream team over yeah, there yeah it's
2: a dream team especially like if you're a content director and you want to be lazy uh, hire good people <laughs>
3: <laughs> so All his secrets. He's yeah, taking.
2: all those, all those secrets. Yeah. Desperately want more lazy time. And uh, they've written such amazing content that we're rolling out every single day. Every day? Yeah. Every day every we have day. new content, yeah. new articles. New original content every day. Some days yeah. we'll have more than one article or post because we'll, we still have my videos coming out as well. And this is just kind of the beginning for our plans um, with content on d d Beyond. We have a lot of different types of articles coming up soon
3: are we yeah uh, so we're gonna i'm gonna go ahead and share a little bit so tomorrow we will see a little bit from mr intracasso yeah so he is fantastic and he is taking a deep dive into homebrew design oh. and so for the next several weeks Uh, Of course, you know, he's doing a lot of game design. Um, He's doing a lot of interesting things on the the DMs Guild and all over the place. It's like I I, I see his name popping up everywhere. Um, He's really, you know, preeminent uh, at this point in the community. And so he is talking about principles of game design and and talking about how to make a feat, how to make a background, um, you know, how to make that balanced in some way with, you know, some of the other content. So uh, and, and then in particular... We provide homebrew creation tools on D&D Beyond, which has been something the community has really been positive Mm. about and responding to. And it's an interesting thing for me because I've kind of gone on record several times with our team saying that, you know, we're not completely thrilled with where homebrew creation tools are at this point uh, because – uh, you know, if I could, I would spend another six months making them just wonderful and perfect. Uh, but, you know, we, we got out what we can at this point in time where people can start to have that flexibility and that customization. And uh, so uh, Mr. Intracaso is actually going to be tying a lot of that into how you create those things and make those things happen in D&D Beyond. So it's a really, really good angle uh, and, uh, and just really, really happy to see that uh that content's coming there and then Mike Shea, Sly Flourish is
2: He's doing uh he's basically doing a <laughs> a guide for dungeon masters. Only, you know, uh in article form. <laughs> <laughs> there is another book, I think, that a covers this subject. Guide. Yeah. Perhaps? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a that name will never stick. <laughs> I, I mean, we'll try it. It's we'll too try general. it out. It's too a, a, a series of articles that are really geared towards, you know, not only new, but also old dungeon masters. Like good reminders, things, how to run your game, how, how to get the most out of it. Yeah. Dungeon masters.
1: Yeah. Oh, is that old. what you're
3: Not you older. You don't say older.
2: Sorry. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Seasoned <laughs> dungeon masters. Yeah, it's really on the brain today. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't she so just
1: look sensitive. so young right now? Yeah. <laughs>
2: just positively
3: radiant. I can
1: feel the crow's feet deepening. <laughs> it's all that choking. It's right next to the pimple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, youthful, my youthful pimple. But, yeah, this, this content it. that Mike Don't. is
3: making um, is going to be really great. It's going to cover things like, you know, how do you form a group in the first place? Right. Uh uh, so, some of the logistics of running yeah. the game, in addition to some of the more mechanical things that obviously you find in in the DMG. Uh, and uh, we have a lot of other exciting, yes uh, special <laughs> guests that are going but Ooh. that we that we can't haven't quite signed contracts oh, for yeah. Yeah. Um, we understand but uh, but yeah, we, so we we've got some really exciting folks that are going to be coming in. and really, our intent with all of this is we had codenamed this a while back uh as Rolling Stone and, and, and that's we're just trying to tell the story of D&D and while the D&D team is just doing such a great job making this game and making it everything that 5th edition is mm-hmm. and uh and and just uh, again just knocking it out of the park with that we want to highlight the community's response to that because it's just so overwhelmingly strong and and positive so we want to tell that part of the story and uh and this content really allows us to do that. And so we're really excited about, you know, everything that people are doing. We're going to eventually see, I think, even some artwork. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> almost like far side kind of comics and stuff. Yeah. So we're we're, yeah. we're going to start, really uh, you neat. know, doing all kinds of really neat content.
2: Like the, the, that. the whole point is Adam's team has, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on his team, but – the, the gnomes on Adam's team that have constructed this early... Wow, I don't know ob- if they
3: will like feel flattered. or something I know. Right? Well, I, know, we've, we've got. At least call them
2: halflings. I've got about three thousand miles between me and them. So um. <laughs> <laughs> call
1: them whatever you want. Yeah, I, I, I'll,
2: it'll I'll take them a long time to get there. If they're not, they were. They were lucky to get known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long walk, man. Uh, but they've done such a great job with the app and the website as well. Like My job is to basically do the content version of that. So where the, the tool set is great for like, finding out everything you want to know about spells and monsters and all your compendium content. And it's just this great resource to like learn about D&D and play D&D on the fly and, and improv a lot more. I want these articles to help people who are just getting into D&D. To definitely start, to, like feel more welcome. They can read an article and really get uh, a sense of security and understanding of how to start running those first few games. Mm-hmm. And for those that are more hardcore or more seasoned, but definitely definitely not old, uh, <laughs> we have deep dives on that stuff as well. Yeah. And about like balancing out new homebrew classes, we need the mo- more advanced stuff you want to do. So it really needs to be like a, a one stop shop for taking those first steps and starting your D&D campaign or learning more, even though you know a lot. And uh, I'm really excited. And and like Adam said, we've got a lot of different formats. And I got some of my friends who are going to be popping up uh, who I've known for some years. And uh, they have some really exciting... Uh, articles right. coming up as well so i am very very excited this is a dream job and now it's easier because other people are I doing it too oh, <laughs> nice. got <a> little <laughs> So <laughs> the videos will continue Yeah, uh, yeah the videos are continuing your, i'm still yeah. i'm not going to get plan I'm, yeah i'm going to talk to people all the time yeah I, I just finished a couple of great interviews i talked to travis and laura from critical role and made oh, a lot of laughs great. and that was really fun and i talked to a really great cosplayer rob bopp She made this amazing Kenku cosplay that was at ECC, and she's she doesn't even know how good it is. Like she's very humble, and it's amazing. And the entire time I'm interviewing her, she's in costume, and when she's talking, her beak is moving. Ah, I love that. You're literally talking to a Kenku, and she's so wonderfully talented. I hope we see a lot more D and D cosplayers. So we're we're gonna broaden um, the video content as much as we can to cover like cosplay community Mm -hmm. and other people who are working in the community for D &D. and i still want to talk to mike merles all the time (laughs) uh and jeremy crawford and everyone else on the team so yeah all of this is just we're not taking anything away we're just adding more and more so uh let me get this straight you guys started off as as video and you're pivoting
3: to written articles it's, it's not pivot. <laughs> Listen to this guy, man. I this this is kind of like you, th- you talking about you know using characters in the app just after I told you that it wasn't quite in there yet. I
1: just wanted to make sure that make you sure were that I was on point. Attention. Okay, yes, I got it. I'm I got hitting it. your talking point. But
3: it it really is like with uh, I remember when I started playing World of Warcraft, and uh, I mean, how many have played World of Warcraft? So you have far too many been. hours
1: maybe like once i think okay, I like 300 as as my wife days wife played I or something like that. So my wife has just
3: the ridiculous.
2: king of world of warcraft
3: <laughs> yeah so playing world of warcraft though i just remember back in those days when the game was at its height and and people were you know almost everywhere you turned you could run into someone that was playing world of warcraft dungeons and dragons is doing something that's it's just greater than that and beyond that I've, i you know at the, at this point it's it's in the zeitgeist So many people that, you know, the entertainment that we enjoy today, it's everywhere. And so I I remember those days with World of Warcraft where I could go to certain websites and get daily Mm -hmm. immersion in, in, you know, that that game and and how important that was because I was just constantly thinking about it and might have been, you know, sometimes at work.
2: Yeah, you know, sometimes like, <laughs> like, like, only like sometimes. Looking up, you know. So not.
3: now it's my job, and I can just look at all that stuff. But, um, <laughs> but, but basically, we are wanting to do that for Dungeons and Dragons and give people. Uh, another option to just be immersed in this fantastic game, this amazing hobby, uh, all the time, and, and that really is our goal. And so we're going to keep bringing in some some really you know preeminent and emerging voices in the community, uh, and and showcase the creativity that something like D and D really brings
1: about. So, are you going to people in the community and and asking them to be part of the team, or yeah. are you taking solicit what, mainly, what? Ma- mainly,
2: we're got, we got kind of a, an Avengers team, a dream team of people. We've been kind of yeah. like going out there and reaching out. Um, uh, there, there's so many people doing great work right now.
1: Yeah.
2: That uh, yeah, we're not taking submissions really right now, but we're
1: we're we're, we're submissions. We're, we're, that's we're, the word. I was yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> we're, we're finding you. Like basically, there's some Nick Fury action where we just show up with like an eye patch and we ask you to join the team. And that's do they all that's get, the kind of thing. Do they all get red jackets? Do they all get red jackets like mine? Yeah. Oh, we could start making that happen. I think that yeah. sounds... Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. sounds... Like T- Todd's Ravagers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a <laughs> bunch of pirate D&D content writing fools. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Robbing that from people a and then uh, writing about D&D at, uh, at mean night. Taking your dice like
3: and so yeah. writing about I, it. I will kind of throw this out to the community, though, however. Fortune favors the bold. <laughs> yeah. And if you have fantastic ideas... I'm pretty sure that in today's age, you can probably find a way to get that to us. Uh, and I am sure in as a le- much as legal way, yeah, in a legal way. <laughs> um, so I am sure that as much as I love this stuff, I would give it a gander. So if you have phenomenal ideas, I'm not saying we're doing submissions, but I am saying that we are always looking for uh, those strong voices in the community that are doing really, really cool things. And we want to showcase that.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. wonderful. We're watching. Gosh,
0: you guys! I feel like you have so much going on that uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's kind of crazy.
1: Our little D D yeah. beyond is just Oh, great. did you growing, mention the television growing, show we're making? i making
2: a
0: television show <laughs> no. and a movie. Yeah.
2: It's a Netflix.
0: And, yeah. And uh, yeah. when is the uh, you know the rockets to send D and D books to Mars going to start?
2: Oh, that'd be fantastic. I mean, didn't he have that
3: in the Tesla when it went out? Self up? self
0: dungeon mastering cars.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I mean that's a great <laughs> that's a great photo op for the. For the DMG, yeah, just sitting there on <laughs> Mars. Yeah, right. All right. I would do that for like if you guys ever decide to revisit Dark Sun, oh. land a copy of Dark Sun's campaign. That's like the best sure. on Mars. stunt marketing thing yeah. you could do. Yeah, that's
3: right. That's it right. might cost a little bit. It'll yeah, be so cheap right. back Whatever. then. Yeah.
0: But, well, we, but Elon Musk plays D anD D, so I mean, it could happen. Okay, well, okay. Spelljammer, you Is send him in into secret, space into low orbit. He's one of so. the secret people you have writing articles for you, right? That you uh, haven't obviously. been able to well, sign the
1: contract. Of, yeah, friends. we were. He's one of Todd's friends. Yeah,
3: we quibbling over legal terms we, right now. Yeah, we, I used oh, to pick Elon. on him
2: all the time. Oh Musk, <laughs> oh Musky. <laughs> <You wouldn't laughs> Muskie, as I used to call him. Oh
1: Muskie, you can't play D before I realized how weird. Oh Muskie
2: Elon, you're not cool enough. Musky, you'll never make it in life. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: I know you're watching right now, Elon. And I'm sorry, this just this time don't mean to joke. do it. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah he's,
1: he's obviously subscribed,
2: one. right? So, right, no, I've yeah. seen him. He pops up all the time. He's always in the chat. He's heckling right now. Uh, all right, <laughs> like a heckler, he, I, I heckle Mike on uh, Happy Happy Fun Hour, <laughs> as
3: you should, right? He's like, I'm trying to get work done. No. Oh, Mike on Happy Fun Hour, so, so good, ab- absolutely love it. Great stuff. Everyone watched that incredible stream. Great idea, and it's. It's become this huge thing in our office now. Every time he talks about D and D Beyond, he says <laughs> "Handy Dandy D and D Beyond." Yeah, that's um, about. To and so it's almost it's almost become like a drinking game, <laughs> yeah. or something, you know. So every time he says, "I'm going to go to my Handy Dandy D and D Beyond page," and oh, so oh my God. like we're thinking. Really seriously about just kind of changing the
1: the, the logo.
3: Yeah. You know, to yeah. I for handy a whole nineteen fifties commercial.
1: Yeah, totally. It kind of sounds drop like drop by
3: and find you a night. handy like dandy, like dandy a DD a Beyond.
1: Spokesperson or Yeah, something. it's
3: it's almost like he yeah. is or something, you know. I mean, I, I don't know if I would have gone with handy dandy, but we'll it's work feel with
2: natural it. though. It handy, it's it's gotta, gotta it's have gotta that rhythm. Yeah, you don't handy DD Beyond. Yeah. It needs to be handy dandy. Handy dandy. Yeah. 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 It it really does. Does. And yeah, stuff. or yold ye D&D Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Yold no, yoldi.
0: Yeah. Ye, y- 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 do you pronounce oldy? Because I've heard yeah. of people like are talking or about the yold yoldi choppy I don't, but people do. The yold ye choppy? Yeah. Ye olde it's like one of the best things about D&D Beyond is having uh, uh Matt and Marisha uh tell <laughs> oh, yeah. you the names of the monsters because that's To tell you you're wrong. To, how
2: wrong? About so who again? <laughs> So you oh, again. I, I'm glad we've ended the sigil argument. Yes, yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Yeah, well, I, I, was, I said sigil for years. Years before yeah, I realized I mean, how, how wrong.
3: How, how, how would you know? though, you know. So that's, that's what Until there was D&D a video Beyond. game. <laughs> well, that, that is true. That's they could have
2: pronounced it wrong I, though yeah. too. Yeah, they could have not
0: known. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean that's what I mean, I, I think whenever I try to press uh, uh, one of the lore people on like how to pronounce something, they're always like,
1: eh, whatever check, you want. Check I mean, handy dandy D and D Beyond. Yeah.
0: Well, exactly. They will. They, that's the 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 canon. What it is, but well, you know, it's all at your table. More, yeah, Mordekain
2: is another one. Like a lot of people thought, Mordekain was Kainen.
0: Right, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is a very subtle difference to me. It's not like GIF and Jeff, where you're like, no, that's two
2: it's, different things. I mean, it's Ultimately, kind of, it's your table. It's kind
3: of like in so, Star Wars, though. You know, like Lando is like, uh, there there are people that call him Han, and then it's like, I gotta go save Han. Yeah, you know? and it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so he's saying Han, Han. and not Han, Ooh, right? Ooh, that's so something to watch in the movie, Leia, See if he calls and, him Han. And He almost, it's like he basically calls her like Leia one time. You know, so like people just say. Things a little differently. Feel
2: <laughs> to you know? say things, man. <laughs> just relax about yeah, it. That's what like this podcast is all about. Just <laughs> saying, just saying, just saying things. Just saying things that's like, your new that name for the podcast. Yeah. Dragon
1: Talk. Just, just saying, saying things. things differently.
2: We're just saying. Just saying. saying. Yeah. Oh, they, I like the condescending nature just of that. Just saying. Well, just saying. Just saying.
1: It's like a 70s sitcom. Just tearing right. people apart. You're,
2: you're welcome for that. <laughs> we lift
1: people up. That's right. We, we, lift, lift, we lift people up.
0: Lift us up where we no. belong. No. No.
2: no wow. Dang it. Oh. went too no, far.
3: No, Not no. a
1: theater guy.
2: I <laughs> no, no, no. was a theater guy. That's why. No. <laughs>
1: Were you a theater oh, guy? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. No.
2: Yeah.
1: Well,
2: I'm us, the dark side of theater.
1: Us too.
0: The dark side. The backstage crew—is that yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 the surly ones? That's what I was. Yeah, yeah. and that's why that's Aaron, how Greg Aaron met his wife. Yeah, and she was no You're not, not so good nice at
1: memorizing lines.
0: I didn't say it that way. I just was like, "No, do it again." <laughs> Wow. Go oh. Well, because when you get the lines wrong, it's very hard. It's it's disrespectful to the other actors because they're waiting for their, you know, uh, 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 prompt to say what they need to say. Wow. This yeah. is his
2: wife
1: yeah. he's talking about? I know, right? Yeah. And then she
0: actually married me. I don't even know why. Yeah. Yeah, because I stopped a... giving her line readings after a while. Theater is rough. <laughs>
2: That's
0: yeah. true. It to yeah. It's
1: not for the faint of heart.
0: comrades. It's not for the faint of heart That's theater. Uh, all right, so uh, obviously people can download uh, the beta on uh, both app stores right now. I just um, did. Google and iOS. I'm still waiting for the Windows Phone version, but that'll come sometime.
3: Yeah, not not, not working. On
0: uh, that. The Switch version is also As coming soon out they pretty can soon. Get a Twitter obviously. app on it, yeah. Too, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so where where can people find out about you guys personally and any more uh, kind of calls to action you want to throw out? You there? You can
3: uh, find me on Twitter. I prefer that because Facebook, I get lost when I get on there. So Twitter at Bad eye Adam, feel free to drop any questions to me. I will gladly answer just about anything. So, so you're so like all
1: over the forums. You're at answering questions on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now Where you're going to take unsolicited from? submissions. <laughs> Reproductive well, advice. When the mommy and daddy love each other <laughs> very much. They dream about each other like they, beholders. They give
0: yeah. each other line readings, and <laughs> yes, babies have not
1: That's not actually how mom. it typically works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird. Uh,
2: What about you? That's upsetting. I'm just too horrified by what just happened. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's just my name. It's uh, Todd Henrik at uh, on Twitter, and I have a Facebook fan page which looks (gasps) archaic because that's from back in my NBC video game days. But I'm gonna work on it. How's your MySpace doing? And uh, yeah, (laughs) my MySpace. Yeah, find you
1: on Friendster. Oh (laughs) my
2: god. Yeah, Friendster. Another. Yeah, solid. Uh, Yeah, so you can find me there, Tumblr. I, I, I will. I will talk to you back if you send me a message. I will do my best to uh, talk to you and I'd love to hear what other content you would like me and the rest of the crew to start working on. If you feel there's any gaps, um, things that you really, really really want us to ask like Mike Merles and Jeremy Crawford and everybody else, uh, Uh. I'll see what I can do and I'll see if I can – Squeeze a few questions in there. That's a good idea. As long as they're not, you know, terrible. Yeah,
0: because you haven't done like a, uh, like a like a listener question. I sneak one question. in once in a while. actually. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah.
2: If someone, yeah, he's sneaky about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sneaky. I'm very sneaky. <laughs> it's like you you, you steal questions road. from everything. when you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah I just well, we're not steal, but like absorb questions. Yeah, from Yeah, yeah, one. yeah. I don't steal. Yeah, I steal. I take credit for everyone's work. That's why how, how often are you <laughs> for interviewing exposure. them? How often? Yeah. Uh, now we're just doing it monthly. Oh. We're stockpiling them because that's a little bit healthier. Yeah. <laughs> Then coming in every day. Those Xanthar days where I was publishing a video every day. Those are a lot of subclasses. (laughs) That's a lot of subclasses, man.
1: I would see those things on my Facebook feed just like a still of like Jeremy. Yeah, and it was like look, Jeremy Crawford talks about like it was like every
0: every day, every there's day, little,
1: because we're everywhere. I was like no wonder no
0: one's reading my bachelor re- recaps.
2: They're all
1: They're watching all these videos. Like Jeremy Crawford. Yeah, so <laughs> we, that that
2: brings us back to like kind of the content schedule. Right now we have uh, we, we've got James Hake. Uh, he's doing Mondays, Wednesdays. And Fridays with content. It will be like an original article by him on Mondays and
1: Wednesdays. How do people have time to do this?
2: And and then Friday he's going to do a really solid, uh, interesting recap of the previous night's episode of Critical Role. And he's the best person for that because he wrote the book on it. Oh, yeah. Not, the him, bachelor. Um, yeah?
3: not The Bachelor.
2: Damn. No, he's no. not recapping no, The No, because that's not on Thursdays. No, no. I, no. Know. I don't that, know what shit to part part of of. job too. That doesn't sound geeky okay. enough.
1: Hey, if you want a Bachelor recap, like I
3: am. we'll keep you in mind. Well,
1: Unsolicited. Well, we
2: probably solution. have a wiki. We probably have another <laughs> Gamepedia site for that. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you guys but, uh, own that too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of the things. Uh, and then, yeah, every every single week we will have a Sly Flourish article. And also James Intracaso are. I mean, goal. not every week. Not every week they, they will. But we we'll all have a series. run, yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Not permanently, yeah. forever, but <laughs> we have like a series that will be coming from those two guys. Sweet. Um, and then every Tuesdays and Thursdays in the afternoon, I'll be publishing one of my videos. So yeah, awesome,
0: cool, good schedule.
2: It's I love that. that.
0: Yeah, um, got a lot going on. We will we'll be uh, uh, talking about it here on D and D news and all the stuff we do going forward.
1: Uh,
2: like he always talks about you guys. Yeah, a lot of
3: behind cool her back to- but... content too coming right. Oh yes, so lots of tomophores. as we get closer and closer to that.
2: Are so you gonna dress to... like
1: Mordekainen when you do
2: those? You guys like seem <laughs> really want me to shave my head and dress like Morty Kane. I shave it. really do. I used to shave, my head. One used to shave to my head to all the, all the time. I always I had a bald head for like years. Jeez, and am halfway You're halfway there. Do you have D&D characters with a mohawk? I mean... Uh,
0: no, we we can don't. make your you punk me. version of Morden punk, punk I, version. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah.
2: that. The adolescent surly Morden Yeah, Shelly. How can people follow
0: you if they want to?
1: Well, I'm on Twitter at Shelly Moo If you want to talk about the Bachelor, I'll answer all your questions. But otherwise,
0: why do you watch I, that show? <laughs> <laughs> how about that question? Yeah, yeah. Why do you subject yourself to this?
1: Because it's you see, awesome. That? Oh, okay, oh. it's entertainment.
0: Mm. which Bachelorette would you want to not ever see in the future
1: I, I don't want to see any of them in the future <laughs> or I actually don't even like this season yeah, I think okay. the finale's tonight and I don't even know what I know okay. I think I don't has know has it finally happened are you like Maybe. turning
0: over a new leaf
1: no I just don't like this Bachelor
0: oh okay the still next, like the show. Next still like
1: the franchise just don't like this Bachelor
0: understood understood alright well and what about uh, anything having to do with uh, Avalon
1: th- Hill Avalon Hill 2 on Twitter yes.
0: number 2 number 2 yeah cool uh, I'm at Greg Tito on the Twitters yep. as well uh, as at Greg Tito uh, underscore Tito at uh, Instagram. Uh, lots of fun stuff happening there, but if you want to find out about Dungeons & Dragons, you obviously go to d Beyond. There's lots of awesome stuff there, uh, but there's also DungeonsAndDragons.com, uh, Wizards underscore D-N-D on Twitter uh, and on Instagram, I believe, and uh, download uh, Dragon Plus if you're in the downloading mood after getting the beta for D&D Beyond. There's lots of awesome content coming there on a bi-monthly basis, including free adventures uh, boy, two of them are, are out there now uh, I think I said in the intro so I won't re- rehash that but it's good stuff uh, coming at you on uh, uh, you know every two months so check that out as well and that's available on dragonmag.com too a lot of content
1: everywhere All right.
0: I think that's everything oh. rocks fall oh. everyone's dead